0: your monthly podcast about all things creative pseudoscientific and a little bit absurd it's your usuals i'm janet Fo- following me not following
1: me <laughs> yeah, joining
0: we me do follow you. Inter- interacting with me today uh joe and jonas Hi. how are you both
2: <laughs> do, doing well I'm, I'm Doing good well. yeah
0: thank you <laughs> um what's our topic today
1: uh, the topic was: Should literature and/or um, creative writing be taught in schools, or no?
0: No.
2: Okay, well that settles it. <laughs> we make the <laughs> no! same joke every time. Where <laughs> you're you're on the no side, Jenny. I'm surprised.
0: I mean, it's not true.
2: Oh, well, that you're on the no side, or that it should not be taught.
0: I. I guess it comes down to the same sense. thing. know. <laughs> <laughs> I. I definitely think it should be taught, but,
1: but why?
0: But then I also don't think it's getting through to anyone.
1: Yeah, well, that's well, see, that's the reason I formulated the question in the first place. It doesn't seem to really be getting yeah. through
2: to anyone. At least not the students I teach. I hmm. so I may I never taken a I took a creative writing class in high school. I was like seventeen, maybe. I've never taken a literature class specifically, right. but I had I was made to read literature books in my English classes, um, and I think I think for me it had a great effect because there was books that I would never have thought of reading before that I read and experienced, and it made me think about things I wouldn't have thought of before. Uh, but I think it's a matter of how it's taught. Like, if it had been very prescriptive and, like, read this and have these thoughts or you're doing it wrong, then that could have had a very negative effect on me, I think. But
0: How were you taught, then?
2: I cannot remember very much, but...
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it was it was I, being drugged part of the curriculum. It's like, this I'm book is great it. on LSD,
2: man. <laughs> Jonas, you can got to try this. <laughs> no, I mean, just, you know, it was 20 years ago, so I don't remember very much right. of it. But I remember reading Animal Farm and uh, Lord of the Flies and just being very struck by those books. and, right. and Yeah. Uh, There's all kinds of new thoughts that I'd never had before about the world and how it works. I mean, um, and, and yeah. Did you have more to say? Oh, and just one, one particular story that has always struck me it was uh, an occurrence at Owl... Creek Bridge. I probably should have looked this up before we started. Owl this. Creek Bridge. It's something like that. I think that's an <laughs> occurrence at Owl Something Bridge. It's this really old story written uh about a soldier in the Civil War, American Civil War, who is about to be executed, he's gonna be hung off a bridge, and they push him off the bridge and he falls and the rope breaks and he swims to safety. And he's like escaping in a hail of bullets and then he's like running through the woods and then all this really weird stuff starts happening. And then at the end of the story, you find out that he actually died and that all that stuff was just a pre-death hallucination in the minutes before, or a second before his next snap. And I mean, now you can almost say that's a trope that, you know, the... I was really dead. It's all just in my mind. But this was like 200 years ago, you know, or however long ago it was. And that was my first experience of that kind of idea mm-hmm. in high school, being 16, yes. reading that yeah. story. It like blew my mind. And I still think about it t- to this day. Every I, day I mean, day. There, I don't think there's denying that
1: you can get a lot out of literature. Um, although the reason I formed, uh, the reason I came up with this question was, now i'm currently teaching shakespeare and mind you this is a dutch school so english is not even the first language so it's it's the second language they're learning and in that language they're having to read shakespeare and inevitably of course they will come to me and ask why do we have to do this and i'd estimate that about five or six out of maybe 25 26 students are actually interested in it and the other ones are just Mm -hmm. going through the motions and i can't really fault them for that because The thing is that students spend so much time at school already. It's basically a full-time job, at least over here. And we don't have anything like electives or anything. So everybody has to do English. And Shakespeare is a mandatory part of that. And it just got me thinking, is that really worth their time at school? Because since they already have so much to do at school, it, it... literature feels like an extra to me and maybe not hmm. something that should be compulsory even though personally i love literature and i i've gotten a lot out of it although i have to say that really only came after high school but you know it's, it's not a question of is it the way it's being taught currently is that a good way or a bad way that's a different question but is it should it be taught at all should it be compulsory at least
0: oh man literature i think should be compulsory, But the types of literature are the things that I think I have an issue with. Right. So the more I'm going through life the more I'm like, but why why are we so obsessed with Shakespeare? I know why we're obsessed with Shakespeare, but I don't think I don't think we should make that our introductory point. Like our introduction. Yeah. It seems like a really odd point. Because it's a kind of whole different language language. Yeah, yeah,
2: I can agree with that. I actually have never read a single Shakespeare play all the way through. Uh, well,
0: it's so. hard. And
1: you know, the, you'll get the usual people saying it's not meant to be read. Obviously, reading it is a different experience from seeing it being performed, but yeah. nevertheless, I yeah. think it's quite readable. It's interesting to read. But when I was 17, I didn't give a shit. Yeah. I was like, this is yeah. a waste of my time. It's really boring.
2: Yeah. I I can agree with that that it, you know 16 17 year old there are plenty of really amazing books that would appeal exactly to a young a young person yeah. uh like you know like i said look of the flies you know, something like that where it's like there's interesting social questions being asked but even if you don't totally understand them at the time it's still interesting things happening on the yeah. surface too to yeah. to pull a young person yeah through.
0: I find it so ironic. So, I w- saw Macbeth the other day, which is very exciting. Yeah. Um, well,
1: the actual Macbeth. Like.
0: <laughs> yeah, the actual character yeah. Macbeth was, I just <laughs> appeared to me. He was your neighbour. Um, wow.
1: <laughs> you um, moved in next door. No, but
0: I was watching it being performed, and all the way through, I was thinking, why have they kept, I don't know, this sounds so stupid, and Mikey will hate me. Why have they kept, and um, Caitlin will also hate me. Why have they kept all this Shakespearean language? Because the idea that you have to also seems absurd to me because at the time, I imagine the way he was writing was quite poetic, but also fit the time and people generally understood what was being said. But now it's so incredibly wordy. You rely on like the actual performers and their body language to understand what is going on. People don't understand that issue means children, for example.
1: right although i mean to be fair it is a play so relying on the actors is not really strange
0: no but the actors need to use as much as possible to kind of convey the message and if it's only like being perceived through one kind of language then i feel like the language isn't doing its job really the thing is that the the, words aren't doing their job
1: the students that i know that like that enjoy shakespeare and really i can count them on one hand two hands um they like it more because they know that it's a classic they they're enjoying being part of that or you know being able to consume it but it's i don't i'm not sure if they necessarily enjoy uh the story because you know we're reading romeo and juliet in class which i guess is about teenagers but it doesn't really read like it's about teenagers to me even though they do a lot of teenage mm. things and the reason there is probably a reason that adolescents like young adult or adolescent fiction and the question is shouldn't we have them read those books so for, like teachers are somehow like no that's the quality is too low with those books but then at the same time they're complaining that students don't enjoy reading anymore and then yeah. I'm thinking, why not just, you know, if you want them to read, have them read the uh, young adult novels. What's wrong with those? It's like, it's a first step. Like you said, Jeanette, like yeah. Shakespeare is a bizarre starting off point.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see logically why they would think,
0: let's, a, sharp,
2: yeah. let's start with Shakespeare. Because yeah. literally every word written since has been heavily influenced by all these stories. Yeah. So, but it it really doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. It's hard uh, to it, justify that because it's like they justify it chronologically, where it's like this is the first yeah. kind of. You very can get so much famous. out of a
2: book
1: without knowing any of the things it was influenced by. Like,
2: you know, I mean, I tried to read the Odyssey too. I've right. I, I read the Odyssey and the Iliad. I think I didn't read Shakespeare in school, but I did read the Odyssey. I'm pretty sure, and I had to write a paper on it or something. I I hardly remember it, it was so long ago, but that's the same thing. It's like it's the oldest. Thing, yeah. so it must go first like yeah. It,
0: yeah. but i don't think that's the way that we should kind of investigate literature or appreciate literature even
2: no i agree i think yeah oh i i was just gonna say i agree with all of that um it's i think it's sort of the same as like an art class you want to just get someone interested in art exactly you and you, so you want it to be know, a gateway
1: to... drug, that's what you want to be providing yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, it's true because we don't do the same thing with art. We don't like ask kids to go into a cave and then start painting. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: first off right, okay, this is the first kind of art that existed. So this is how we're going to start
1: well the the yeah. the <laughs> right approach to me seems to to first of all make it optional, I and mean, obviously yeah. you want students to show some interest in, in in some kind of art, but it doesn't have to be literature if they fucking hate reading. That's okay to me. Make it elective. And then also have the students choose. Yeah, you can, you can reply in a minute. <laughs> have the students choose what they want to read as well. And not the teacher going like, well, this is good shit. You need to read this. And the students is like, no, this is not good shit. This is only
2: old people think this is good shit.
0: Yeah. You
2: know? Jonas, why did you? Mm- yeah. Why did you? Uh, oh. Because I don't I don't think it's okay for someone to hate reading. I think if a, a hmm. child, student, whatever, grows up and hates reading, I think that is a failure on several people in their life. Ooh, that's... Uh, have, have all worked together to fail that person. <laughs> oh,
1: God.
2: Because reading, I mean, reading is a very, very important life skill. Uh, whether you're reading fiction or not, you need to read every day to interact. Well, the obviously, course. but that,
1: now you're talking... Fiction, you said fiction or not, so fiction doesn't necessarily right, have to be part of that equation.
2: It's a big part of it, though. Uh, what, uh, what is
1: it, though? I mean, most of what we person, read well, in daily life is not literature. Excuse uh, me, true. my
0: messages <laughs> are literature.
1: I'm just saying this to provoke. But, you need to keep it a bit...
2: Well, <laughs> uh, if you're talking about someone who is 15 or 16 uh, and they don't like reading they don't like reading fiction that I doubt that they're going to like reading, you know, an article yeah. or, you know, a, a news magazine or a science journal. It, they just don't like reading. And that is something that is a failure, I think. And if you can find anything that appeals to them, I feel like that's the job of the, you know, people in their life, the teachers to Parents. sort of find yeah. something that appeals to this person and get them to read it because not being able to read well is a, terrible uh hindrance to just yeah that's true although i
0: also think it's sorry
2: no you go ahead
0: i was gonna say that i also think it's really important that i don't agree with it just being elective or a choice because sometimes you don't know to try (laughs) things and if they have the option to just cut it out they might and then they'll they won't want to experience it they'll be reluctant to experience because experience they haven't had enough
1: yeah time spent I mean, if- on
0: just enjoying it yeah
1: it but is. now you're talking about and i mean i get your point and, and kind of emotionally i agree with you although uh, st- you're basically talking about forcing people to try certain things right well, yeah. yeah and obviously they have to so- do that all the time at school but the question is um, is all of it necessary? I mean, you can uh, you can have hybrid forms where you say, well, you need to pick one type of art, but you can choose which one—music, film, art, uh, painting, yeah.
2: whatever—or literature. But mm-hmm. yeah, I can see I can see your point, but I feel like I feel like literature is somehow different because it's such a functional skill reading yeah that's true and that, interpreting, that and interpreting time, yeah like someone can get through life just fine being tone deaf but if you if you can't if you don't have good um gosh i'm blanking on the phrase uh where you reading Speaking. And Do you un- don't have good reading uh, well, <laughs> yeah uh, yeah but but, but literacy. if you not uh,
1: got good eyes uh,
2: <laughs> that's the word literacy or specifically retaining and understanding what you're yeah. comprehension memory reading comprehension that's what i'm trying to say okay yeah so if you have poor reading comprehension that's really gonna negatively affect you
1: i get all your points and I, I like i said emotionally i agree but that i is it because i like literature myself so much is it because i think it should be part of mm. everyone's education i definitely agree with you jonas though on the reading i think that's a very good point People will need that, and literature definitely helps with that.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think it, it's the same as learning math. I think, okay, it's not the same. It's a, a similar, a similar um, value. Like personally, I, I don't feel like I use you know algebra, for example, very often, but learning it, like. Shifts things around in your brain so you know how to think about exactly that kind of problem. yeah it's a
1: new paradigm of thinking that you yeah. need to get into paradigm
0: about. is a very good word
1: i think we mentioned that before this is a deja vu oh, yes we are oh
0: deja gosh. vuing already yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, which leads us to our second question Jonas.
2: oh yes my other question was what what books have influenced your life Oh, well, we'll leave that as an exercise to the the, audience. (laughs) (laughs) I wish we were
1: a radio call-in show, because then we could have...
0: people. Uh, I mean, we could be. It would be really hard.
1: (laughs) We could pretend to be, if you would just record.
0: There's someone else calling in. Jonas, do you want to act?
1: Well, Jonas about... has a
2: telephone setting. I, mean, I could, yes, right, I, could change... <laughs> I could change. I can change my <laughs> mic back and sound like I'm on a phone, like in episode two.
0: <laughs> oh, that would be amazing! Please. <laughs>
1: this is the real reason episode two was explicit. It was just, just an affront to be here. <laughs>
0: oh my god, I love the idea that all radio shows have that telephone setting just
2: so they can of
1: yeah.
0: their own <laughs> own, <laughs> own so can, audience.
2: So Fake Collins. It's just we a guy
1: sitting next out. to the DJ. Just <laughs> <laughs>
0: we figured it out, guys. This is why. This is why there's a telephone static. There's no other reason for it.
1: One of the worst thing, worst things I've ever found out is that most of those letters to the editor or letters that people send to Dear Gertrude or whatever the thing is called is are fake. I really hate. No. I, I really hate.
2: I resent no. that fact. Yeah. Those columnists, opinion columnists. Are, yeah. Uh, advice, advice columnists. Yeah, so
1: people read advice columns with about people with fake problems. Isn't it a mental, like people giving advice to st- a fake story? That's weird. I
0: know, but that's Every- fiction, isn't it? I feel like you just...
1: Fake. It is fiction, <laughs> but it doesn't say that it is fiction.
0: I know, but that's <laughs> funny because then people who are reading those columns are actually interacting with literature.
2: It's reality wow. TV, but... But for writing. This is
1: how we get students to read.
0: <laughs> but they don't even read magazines. What are you on about?
1: That's true. I'm surprised <laughs> magazines even exist still.
0: This is a fun thing to say on this podcast. I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, print. Well, actually. Yeah. Well, we might not be print forever.
0: No, that's very true. We
2: magazines should... are disappearing. Uh, our, our local newspaper here in Seattle just went to all digital oh. last week. Yeah.
0: This is yeah, why it well, has to be something more. This is why I've I've kept it illustrated. That's why there's more to it than just the writing,
2: because yeah. otherwise
0: I couldn't justify it. But the fact that it's it's something else, it's doing something else other than just serving as like a a format to as a receptacle read from. for yeah text yeah, yeah. exactly. Otherwise, it wouldn't it wouldn't be worth it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and then it, it it is nice to have a physical artifact, even though if it, even if it's a waste of money and it's resources.
0: Such a waste of money and resources. It's basically no, it a isn't. product. It is not. <laughs> it is not because when the contributors <laughs> receive it, they're like, "Wow, look at this thing."
2: Full yeah, <laughs> there's, there's something that feels more real about being published in print. Yes. Uh,
0: yeah, you can pass it round.
1: I like how we're so strongly attached and I i mean I am as well but it's really no more or less real than digital.
2: I know. Thing. Well, yeah I know. It, it just feels that way. Somewhere. It's just <laughs> yeah. it
0: feels somehow slightly more permanent because the yeah. text doesn't change.
2: Hmm. I mean. True yes. And you know we found thousand year old rolls of paper in like jars in a cave somewhere that have lasted all that time but our technology is going to be completely outdated and unusable in 50 years yeah yeah (laughs) i wonder what the story would be behind
1: those jars with paper like one day the was like i need to store my paper (laughs) put it in a cave in a jar and he just forgot (laughs) about it (laughs) must have not have been very important
0: do you think do you think you hide away unimportant things I feel like that's you don't too hide weird. it away.
1: You get you you remove it from your immediate vicinity because it's annoying to have crap lying around. It's like why people... would you put
0: it in a jar for? That doesn't make because sense. Because that
1: jars is all they had, Jeanette. That's all they had. They the could have just buried
0: out. it in the ground.
1: I... Yeah, but then you make it. First of all, <laughs> it becomes harder to find it again.
0: Yeah. Clearly, it, it was important then.
1: Uh, that was my only point, actually. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I think it must have been somewhat important for you to p- put the care into to actually preserve I th- it.
1: I think it's the equivalent of the modern junk drawer that we all have in our house. Really, yeah. <laughs> that's got like three coins in it, some you know watch batteries, <laughs> pair of scissors, some you know, random thumbtacks.
0: I know, but you aren't know, you like some functional attached
1: foil, to... some unopened letters, you know things like that?
0: Unopened
1: letters. <laughs> Unopened. You have letters. to have it around, but you'd rather not look at it.
0: Oh, <laughs> so you aren't emotionally attached
1: <laughs> to what?
0: To the to the objects of the junk drawer.
1: No, no, no. Just practically. Attached I
0: know, but somewhere. you have a jar. <laughs> do I? <laughs> I
1: don't know. <laughs> Speaking how of
2: emotions, <laughs> how how often would you guys say, as writers and readers? That you get heated thinking about the Library of Alexandria.
0: I do. You mean all the stuff that was burnt?
2: Yeah, I
1: never. I've never even given it one thought.
2: Really, I feel like I think about it at least every couple of weeks. And get what?
1: You know it was a long time ago, though, Jonas.
2: I know, but what could have been in there? <laughs> I know, there? but
0: what, when uh, did it? When was it burnt?
2: Long time ago.
0: <laughs> That's
2: too. But vague it was like me. it That's was like the, the library. <laughs> of the world that, like there. well is... that
1: i mean th- that's what they say isn't it but how do we know since all of it got burnt
2: well there it <laughs> existed before it got burnt <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good point <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, i'm
1: yeah i mean when i was a kid I, I did think about it and i was i thought oh it must have been stuff in there that, that was mind-blowing and, yeah. you know lost knowledge and all that yeah but now yeah. i got i'm kind of doubting that I, Probably most of the stuff that was in there we've either rediscovered or never even forgot.
2: There there could have been single copies of cool stories in there that now we'll never read. Must do.
0: You know what? In that case, I'm actually more interested in the non-fiction that was lost. Oh yeah? Because that's the kind of stuff that's you can't imagine i mean you can't imagine it obviously because...
1: <laughs> <laughs> no you can't because it's been burnt <laughs> yeah. i can't imagine
0: it because there we go what, I do can't you mean, what do you mean by
1: non-fiction do you mean like administrative documents and legal things or do you mean yeah history writing?
0: well i mean i guess i mean both but i meant like yeah. the kind of like day-to-day life really mundane stuff yeah exactly you don't You take for granted and everyone takes for granted unless it's like a bulk thing where it's like data or like a full list of criminals or I don't know. A full list of criminals.
2: Full (laughs) (laughs) list. Full. All the criminals in the world. No, but I agree I think that
1: would be more interesting because it would give you a direct idea of what people live like. Probably very much the same as they do now.
0: But I can't imagine imagine it. That's the thing.
1: Yeah, that's the thing as well. But I, I, I'm just sad that prehistoric people didn't have a library like a cave library somewhere yeah, <laughs> a cave library
0: like oh, that a cave would be so of, amazing
1: and cave full of cave paintings that burned down
0: burned down big,
2: <laughs> big stack of cuneiform you tablets know what? it would be yeah, really exactly. awful
0: if caves burned down <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be some very strong fire there.
0: No, it'd be so inconvenient if you just found. Well, a
1: case. you know those, you know those cases they build in museum exhibits. Those could, be, those could burn down. Well, those I'm not going to
0: try yes. it. I'm saying that right now, <laughs> that seems unsafe.
1: No, but I've, I, I'd be more interested in what people, how people shared stories before writing, or before even before language. And if oh, if yeah. I could go all... back to one point in time, I would go back to when language didn't exist yet. But people did, but language didn't. Yeah,
0: but you're too hairless for that.
1: Am I? <laughs> I mean, they were Homo sapiens. They were pretty much, maybe yeah. a little bit more hairy, but still the same species. I
0: think it would freak everyone
1: out. I think <laughs> I could do a lot more to freak them out than being hairless. Like if I wear if I wore jeans to the <laughs> to the meeting spots, that that would freak them out more than being hairless.
2: Probably. Or oh. <laughs> if I burned down their cave. Oh, no. <laughs> that would be awful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be so oh, upsetting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't even have to really burn it down. All you could do, all you had to do was do the wily Coyote thing where you just put, like, a, a panel in front of the cave and then paint and paint a print <laughs> down cave on it, and they would be so confused.
0: <laughs> I like the idea that they'd be freaked out by jeans. <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> Although, uh, maybe they wouldn't be, because, I mean, if I... I don't think I would be very freaked out if a guy came from the future and he wore futuristic clothes. I would just be like, well, those are also clothes, but different. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know? Is anyone really freaked out by different clothes? Have you ever, like...
2: Uh, I don't know. I I guess I wouldn't be, but if you go to certain time (laughs) periods, people might have been uh, offended or shocked by... Someone dressing differently?
0: Yeah. Offense <laughs> they might, they and shock is probably sho- more...
2: Offended? <laughs>
0: yeah. You'd offended. probably
2: be wearing more clothes than they would be. Excuse me, sir. You're exposing your ankles. <laughs> yeah. S- something like that. <laughs>
1: Imagine. Well, I think if you wore those jeans that have holes cut in them.
2: <coughs> or the Or those clear jeans? The see-through jeans?
0: What is what? the point of that?
2: The models were wearing them briefly, yeah. and I don't know. I haven't seen one in a while, but for about a week. Yeah. They were, <laughs> for they about
0: were
1: popular.
2: a For a You know why, event.
0: though? Because it's ugly, because you just get condensation where you don't want it. <laughs>
2: yeah. That, <laughs> my god, I never true. thought of that.
0: That's the <laughs> weirdest bit clothing shouldn't show condensation. <laughs> and that's what I want everyone to take away from this episode Um, brief interval cue yes. some kind of thing that we recorded And we're back we're back wow, wow that was, that was fast. really great <laughs> that was really great we have no wow, idea what it know. was
2: i love haven't it even though. listened to it we haven't and if even you, if you want to read it go to com.
0: yes thanks oh my god yeah it'll be on there somewhere <laughs> we haven't decided where it might be on youtube it might be on soundcloud it might be its own podcast um, probably not
1: Okay, so book that, <laughs> books that influenced you, or oh, books yes. that stuck with you.
2: Books that changed your life and how. Jonas, I think
1: you you've got the start since it was your Oh, first.
2: okay. Well, I already mentioned that short story, but aside from that, um, I think 2001, A Space Odyssey, had a very, very big effect on my life, because I had... That was the first sci-fi book I ever read. I think, ah. like, like real actual like sci-fi, and as I as only...
1: opposed to well, imagined... I, you know, <laughs> fi.
2: as as opposed to, I don't know, goofy goofy stuff goofy the... no, no i thought no. you were gonna talk
0: about the character goofy I was like, wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what i thought as well like... you know like ridiculous adventure yeah. stories yeah. That, <laughs> right. like one that actually tried to tell a, a realistic story <laughs> as goofy as known to do <laughs> but but, yeah it influenced me in that uh it pretty much changed the direction of my reading for the next 10 years and also one of the characters in there mentioned the book cosmos by carl sagan and i was like what's that and then i read that and then i ended up reading everything that carl sagan ever wrote and then whoa!
1: but has it changed you as a person
2: i think so I think it got me interested in science and the way the world works and I learned a whole bunch of stuff on my own that I wasn't really taught in school and uh yeah, and then it made me want to write sci-fi, you know. Because from there I I went you know, well like a a trigger for my whole adventure into that world of science fiction reading and writing.
0: What was the question?
2: The question was, <laughs> name a book or
1: books that have interest <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Why is that funny?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing, Jeanette? Are you, are you laughing at my topic?
0: <laughs> I stole the topic.
2: We had too many topics, it's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. oh my god You just need to calm down
1: we've only got 10 minutes for you to tell us yeah tell us
2: a book jenny is it Jane Eyre? the bible the quran uh not, not allowed not allowed
0: not allowed.
2: Okay. Then. Well, just because, just because that everybody would say that if that <coughs> answer is allowed. So it, it, no, I haven't actually read either, so I, can, I can't. Collect, <coughs> although I've read a little bit of the Bible.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, non-religious text-wise, what's influenced me the Argos catalogue? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? Explain to the folks at home who are not British.
0: So there's this shop in, in the UK. It's called Argos and it's a place where people just order things from a catalogue. You go to the shop, you write down the item code from the catalogue and they go to their warehouse and then they pick it out and then they give it to you.
1: Hmm.
0: Why is this so... influential? You might ask. Yes. <laughs>
1: I was going to.
0: Because I think that's the first time I kind of saw books for what they could do beyond just transmitting text and stories mm. and how interactive they were and dreams there was the the whole end section was just toys and so I think I spent my whole childhood just circling the toys that I wanted. Oh and god, then, I did the same thing. I used then, to love doing that. And then never buying them, but just yeah. just claiming them on the page was like a Yeah, oh, Yes, shit.
1: almost like having them already. Yeah. Circle them. Yeah. But,
0: so, that's a very weird kind of influence, but
1: I like That's a good answer though.
0: There we go. I'll just cut Although,
1: off. I'm pretty confident it started as a joke and then you rationalized it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it's because I had to well. think That's about life. it. That's life. That's life as a whole. So I can't fault you for that.
0: You have the feeling first and the logic afterwards. That's always the case. Yeah,
1: What's
0: yours, exactly. Joe? Oh, by yeah, the I'm way. Not... Wait, sorry. I interrupted. Why I laughed was because you said, name a book or a books.
1: <laughs> I, <love it. laughs> I didn't cute. say I didn't say a hey, books. I said name a book or books.
0: Well, never mind.
1: <laughs> well, jokes on you. Jeanette. I
0: know. I laughed.
1: Um, book that influenced me. I the first thing that comes to mind is the Argos catalog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs>
1: um because um of the circling no um <laughs> now the, th- the first book that comes to mind is east of eden by john steinbeck oh which i read when it was one of the first books i read voluntarily meaning not mandated by school and i read it when i was i think 19 or something I still think it's a beautiful book it's still one of my favorite books even though i've only read it once but it influenced me so much because of the characters in it and it's i mean it's a basic story about good versus evil but it just kind of opened my eyes that you could uh open my eyes to the fact that you could strive to be a good person for some reason before that i'd never thought about that i just kind of lived on an automatic pilot sort of way where you follow your instincts And I still think that has value. But East of Eden is about, they have a lot of conversations in the book about what makes a good person, you know, what makes a good, honest person. And it just made me believe in that ideal, that you could be that person and that it's worth striving to be one. I'm not claiming that I am one, but it's still always in the back of my mind that you could, that it's a worthy thing to strive for and that, you know it's achievable as well. A very basic, very simple idea, but for some reason, and it never really occurred to me before I read that book, so that's my.
0: That's one. interesting, because I feel like yeah. that, the function of that was kind of like a religious text to me.
1: Yes, you could definitely say <laughs> that.
0: Because for me, I guess I had that realization young, because it was kind of put upon me to strive to be good.
2: So yes, it's never been exactly. that I
0: had to i don't know i never held it up for consideration that was my but autopilot i guess
1: but then again i mean there is a difference yeah. because uh the religious way of doing it is people outside telling you that you need to do it right
0: mm.
1: although obviously if you read religious text or if you delve into religion it will present reasons for being a good person obviously like it will tell you that it's a good thing to do inherently But it's different if it comes from the outside, whereas I grew up, I was the only kid in school, I went to a Catholic school that wasn't religious, and then I always had to stay at school while the other children went to church. So I never got any of that, Hmm. um, until, I'm not saying I was evil or something, until I (laughs) resisted.
2: Imagine I was
1: basically just a villain, until...
2: (laughs) <laughs> I, I think something like that too can have a bigger effect on you if you discover it for yourself instead yeah. of being told yeah it.
1: exactly that, I think that's the point I was getting at that's cool that's very cool yeah yes. and, discovery and, and that's, I mean that's something that literature is amazing for is allowing you to discover things like that by yourself because it's accessible I mean a book will present usually present ideas in a very clear way but then there's all sorts of room for you to apply that to your own life. Yes. Yeah. And it, it's such a—it's almost like a rush to me sometimes. If I discover a book that lets me open up a whole new... World. A, a new, new fantastic
0: world. point of view.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no one to
0: tell us no. It okay, sounds like right. you're mocking
1: me, but we're I... We <laughs> say we're only dreaming. Uh, yeah. What's this from? <laughs> what's this a reference to?
0: Aladdin.
1: <laughs> okay thought it might have been from the Argos Catholic. <laughs> no.
0: Well, they might have sold Aladdin toys, hmm. but uh, no.
2: That, that Your story, Janny, reminds me actually of when I was uh, 8, 9, or 10, something like that, looking through Nintendo Power Magazine, which was a vi- Nintendo's magazine, and I wanted the Ninja Turtles game so bad I would read that article on it over and over and over yeah. again, and, and like imagine <laughs> yeah, all the things exactly. I would do. And I, I never got it. No. Oh one, man. One, one day, even I remember I dreamt that I got it, and I woke up at like five in the morning and ran down to play it. Oh no! I it was a dream.
0: <sighs> oh, that's no. horrible. What? I know. <laughs> that's heartbreaking.
1: Matt, your brain that that is that is bad.
0: Oh, my God. I There was one thing that I really wanted from the Argos catalogue, and it was this Reeves um, paint set with paints and this rubber that actually rubbed out stuff without leaving marks and everything. It was like 20 quid. And whenever I got money for Eve or my birthday, which was like £10 or £5, I'd spend it immediately on stickers, but there was one year where I saved the money oh. from Eid and my birthday. So I had 20 yeah. quid. To buy this, and I spent basically because my birthday's at the end of May, I spent the whole summer just using everything that was in that in that case, and it, I, I, the case is still in the house, but all the stuff is out of it. Yeah, that was amazing. That was it. the thing that I circled year after year after year,
1: and yeah, then finally fine, owned, it. and it
0: was so satisfying. <laughs> and I wish I had it back. And they don't make ones like that anymore because it was like made out of some kind of like mahogany wood instead of like pine.
1: Right. Uh, it was exciting curious. to yeah, me! Yeah. It was it sounds exciting to me. <laughs> I need to
0: justify it. Oh, but yeah, cool.
1: <laughs> kind of makes you want to buy one of those brochures and circle things.
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, I did the other day when I got my new laptop. And it was already very heavy because it was huge. And then I got an Argos catalogue just to add more weight. And then I took it home <laughs> and didn't circle anything, I just left it in the bag. Uh, I had the idea. Oh.
2: Though. I thought I thought you were saying that you bought the catalog just so you could circle the laptop that you are <laughs> yeah, <Yeah. I> <laughs> It's almost like having a real one. <laughs> no,
0: I desperately needed a real one. Three days after, <laughs> like I decided I would get a new laptop. Well, I I'd already bought it. My old laptop started just not reading text anymore. So it's just like all web pages and all my word documents, but you can't see any of the black
2: oh my
1: god <laughs> Whoa, that's, that is weird <laughs> it's no, really that... weird
0: so I'm glad I anticipated it by being angry and just buying a new one because that would have screwed me screwed but
1: me yeah up. they need to add that that circling feature in online shops
0: oh my gosh yeah <laughs> so it's
1: not much... the same
2: adding it to your wish list yeah. no you don't click add to cart add to list no. so you give you a little pen no. and you circle it <laughs> yeah in fact adding to list (laughs) makes it it. feel
1: like a to-do list like a chore like oh shit i still have this wish list lying around
0: yeah i do like a similar thing now where i just bend the corners of pages of catalogs but it's never the circling of just like aggressive this is mine i'm gonna own it one day (laughs) speaking of owning
2: we've just been owned yeah by time, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. You could own issue four by going to our wow. shop and circling it, <laughs> i.e. adding it to your cart. <laughs> yeah. Because or we are basket. circling the drain. <laughs> so to buy it. <laughs>
0: I mean, by this point, we should have issue five, but it may not be print. And it may be print, but we'll find out when we get there.
1: it will be print but the letters won't be
2: readable no
0: it'll just be white text (laughs) yeah and colorful titles really (laughs) useful
2: this this uh issues the special uh cover issue it just is the cover and then it's just the cover
0: it's meant to be the special flash fiction issue but okay (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's a statement on judging books by their covers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who buys it is going to find out that they shouldn't have judged the magazine by the cover.
0: cover. Oh so my in... God. What a horrible <laughs> trick to play on people.
2: <laughs> so in Romeo and Juliet at some
1: point, because uh, I just covered this today, then Juliet's mom says she compares <laughs> Juliet marrying someone to being a cover to their book. And I just don't get, I just don't get the metaphor. Can you guys help me out? That, it's like, that's well, what? Julian, if you marry Paris, you'll be the cover to his book. I just don't get it. What,
2: what does that? Mean? I think,
0: I think that's just phallic imagery.
2: Uh, phallic is it not so? uh, saying she's going to be just a decorative adornment to his life?
1: Yeah, I suppose. Like, I mean, she like, does say that he he will be the the content of her life. So I guess is,
2: he's uh, he's the text and she's the cover that's just there to be looked at. Yeah.
1: Oh, well. I well, mean... that was
2: easy. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was informative. This is why literature yeah. matters. <laughs> we need to do the end point thing where we say goodbye. Yes.
2: All right. Goodbye. Well. Farewell. Ta ta. So long.
0: Uh, uh, thank adieu. you for listening.
1: <laughs> Adios.
0: To Somniloquy.
2: Sayonara.
0: Huge thank yous. Huge thank you
1: <laughs> To
2: our.
0: To, to, uh, are we just doing one word at a time? Because this is a very
1: long <laughs> yeah. question. To our Patreon, pet patrons <laughs> at patreon.com, right?
0: To our pets.
1: Yeah. Our uh, PTs.
0: Uh, patreon.com forward slash lucid dreaming.
1: That's forward slash for those. <laughs> forward slash.
0: <laughs> yeah, I still say forward slash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> slash. Um, join us next month for another episode of Somniloquy. Right? Uh,
1: yes. Yeah. Is it? Uh, I feel like there's more to it. Yet.
0: No, there is, but I just can't find the intro. The outro. <laughs> oh, there we go. <clears throat> <laughs> Join us next month for another episode of More Sleep Talking with Friends. Thanks. <music>